Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Friday, November 11th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well on this Veterans Day. Quick shout out to all the brave women and men who have served this amazing country of ours. Please don't just thank them on November 11th. Thank them 365 for their amazing service. Been a while since I've seen you, my friend. How are you? All right. I'm doing well. I do want to echo your sentiment. I said this before, Chris, I'm going to say it again. This is the greatest country in the world. So thank you to the men and women who make it that way. Um, I've been great. I had a Disneyland day yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Directly after this because it's bulking season. So look, life is good, Chris. I'm excited to talk some ball. The grind never stops here. Off seasons here. That means free agency. That means new GMs and managers and all this stuff. I can't wait to chop it up with you, bro. Yeah, and trades. Trades are always the most fun because some of them you don't ever see coming. So we don't have a trade to report right out of the gate, but we do have a re-signing, it certainly sounds like. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, first one on the news with this on Thursday night, reporting that Clayton Kershaw returning to the Dodgers for his 16th season. It'll be a one-year deal similar to what he got. Uh, So that means if you're looking at the Dodgers rotation, Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, you're probably thinking May, and then one of the young guys at this point. Is that good enough, or do they have to dip their toe in the free agency pool? I think for most teams, that's plenty good, but this is the Dodgers. They're not most teams. They like to have starting pitching depth. You know, you can talk about those guys. You talked about the young guys. There's a couple um, at the levels of the minor league, Bobby Miller, qualifying offer. I've heard there's some talk about that. I don't don't think he will. I think he can go out there and, you know, get money off that incredible year. So it's a good start for them. I think they do dip into the free agency pool a little bit. I mean, like, would they make a splash and get Rodon? But how many lefties can you continue to have in that rotation? So maybe like a a, a Bassett or even like an Eovaldi uh, could you know fill out their rotation. From I, I know they want more depth than what they have right now. Even though what they have, Chris, is pretty dang good. It is good. And those young guys are interesting, whether it's Miller or Pepio or, you know, they've got a bunch of other dudes there. To me, the biggest issue is they only had two guys make more than 25 starts, Urias and Tyler Anderson, and Anderson might leave. So they need people that they can count on. At the very least, give them between 22 and 25 starts. Um, Because I think you now know going into the season, at some point, Kershaw is going to end up on the shelf. That's just the way it's gone over the last five years of his career. You know, he's had these back problems that have continued to plague him. When he pitched last season, he was phenomenal, really great. And uh, that was awesome to see. I'll give you another name, Taiwan Walker, because there is no uh, draft pick compensation attached to him. I don't know if you could get him for three years. My guess is he'll be looking for four at this time of his career. And he was solid for the Mets. And I think that that he's a guy that, you know, when we're talking about a right-hander um, who had a nice year in New York a season ago and wouldn't be a bad fit. 
I think we're on the same page here. They they need some rotational yeah. depth, but they don't they don't just go for like the scrap pile. That's not what the Dodgers do, unless they find a reclamation project, which they could 100% do. They'll probably do a couple of those where they say, "Hey, we like this certain thing you do. Let's go try to like amp that up a little bit." And yeah. then I think you know a Bassett or a Walker type fits perfectly for them. The difference between Bassett and Walker, Bassett received the qualifying offer. Walker yes. did not. And your point is well taken because last year, Andrew Heaney did a great job for them when he was available in terms of a guy who they would like to deal with on the reclamation side of things. All right. Uh, offseason means lots of rumors out there. There were a couple of juicy ones over the last few days. John Paul Morosi, he was at the GM meetings. He said that the Phillies appear to be the leader right now for Trey Turner. Uh, in the meantime, John Heyman is reporting that Jacob DeGrom has touched base with the Texas Rangers. Which of those two rumors more piques your interest? Oh, man, they're so good. I, I love rumors, Chris. Rumors are always so much fun. I, I think the Trey Turner thing to Philly is more likely. This is definitely like a Dombrowski move. Uh, Segura is gone, so maybe move Stodd over to second base. Plop Trey Turner right in there. Now we're not talking about a top six. Now we're talking about like a top seven in your lineup, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're that close and you taste what they just tasted, I mean, it's all you want. So adding Trey Turner uh, to your roster definitely gives you a chance to go do that again. Um, the the Grom thing to the Rangers doesn't make. I mean, it makes sense for the Rangers, but I don't think it makes a ton of sense for Degrom. I think Uncle Stevie ends up forking over the cash to keep him in New York. You do, huh? I do. Wow. Yeah, if he's going to go somewhere, it doesn't feel like Texas is a great fit. You've heard that he wants to play closer to home. Texas trains out in Arizona. He's a Florida guy. Now, once again, these are all we don't we haven't heard this necessarily out of the mouths of these guys. So when we hear that Trey Turner wants to definitely play on the East Coast, we haven't heard Trey Turner say that. We know his wife's from New Jersey. You know, I think he's a Florida guy as well. Uh, played his college ball at NC State. Um, with, you know, maybe he'd like to train in Florida instead of Arizona. And when people say, "Oh, really? How much does that matter?" Well, that's another five or six weeks. It's not. It's not that big a deal. Look, you want you want your destination at the big league level to be. You want to be happy there. Like whether you train in spring right. training matters a little bit, but it's really you know you want to go somewhere that makes sense for winning. And they offer you the right type of contract. And then, like, I think after that, it becomes like, well, do we do we like the city? Like, that, that matters when you commit that long somewhere. Well, let's let's be honest. It should first be about money, not about winning. That is a misnomer. Like, this will be Jacob yes. DeGrom's last deal because he's going to pitch next year at age 35. This is going to be the last sweet contract he can get. So he should squeeze out every penny. Now, if, does that mean that he might be willing to give up a couple of million here and there to have a team that you think is going to be more in contention than another? Absolutely. But for those of us, we just need to introduce you to the reality of these situations, which is it's about providing for your family. And the winning part is part of the equation. But very rarely when you are at the top earning potential of your mountaintop, would we? Right. I'm on, I'm on board here with this. Right. I mean, there are certain guys where things are different for in free agency. Jagram is one of them. You know, when you're a top earner like him, you have, you have a pressure to set the market. So, you know, whatever Max Scherzer got a couple of years ago, you kind of have to go and get above that because, you know, that's the way you keep the players moving that way, trending in the right direction. So there's a little bit of pressure on him. 
to do that. I will say that most guys have a tier that they want to get to. You know, when you get to free agency and you have a good year, like you want to get to a certain amount of money. Once you get there, then it's about, okay, where is going to be the best place to win a World Series? Where can I have the most success? After that, it becomes the intangibles, the city. Do I like it? Spring training, blah, 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 all that type of stuff. Uh, but there's a lot that kind of goes into it, especially if you're a guy like DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, but to me, it's about your family first. Providing for them, making sure they're comfortable. And the more and more guys I talk to about free agency, that's a big part of it. You know, they sit down yeah. as a family if they've got one and they go from there. But it'll be, uh, it'll definitely be fascinating to see what's uh, what's going on here in the near future with that. Today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our friends over at Muggsy, the only jeans you will ever want again, ever want to wear again. I can uh, certainly attest to that because I have not one, but two pair. I enjoy them so much. Uh, I've got a charcoal gray. I've got your regular basic classic blue as well. Whatever color you like, they have got the entire Muggsy jeans rainbow out there ready for you to devour. And of course, the weather has started changing. So that means you need more jeans out there for your wardrobe. They're so comfortable. They stretch with you. If you've got a few extra LBs like yours truly, it almost feels like you're wearing sweatpants out there. It is the perfect gift for the holiday season for that someone special in your life. And get this, Muggsy is having the biggest sale of the year. It's early access Black Friday sale. It began on the 1st of November. The entire site is going to be up to 30% off all your favorites with free shipping and free returns. I don't know why you'd return that, but if you need to do that, that's free as well. They not only have the greatest jeans, but also amazing flannels, jackets, cashmere, holiday party pants, joggers, anything you need. Need you to go to Muggsy.com for up to 30% off the entire site full of the most comfortable and best-looking jeans on the planet. Once again, that is 30% off right now. So go to Muggsy.com and go check it out. We continue on here with uh, baseball today, and uh, we just talked about Trey Turner and Jacob DeGrom. They are two of the 14 players that received the qualifying offer, which this year will be $19.65 million to anybody who takes that one-year deal. There is draft pick compensation, of course, attached, depending on how much money a player signs for and with which squad they sign for. Are you worried that any of the 14 players might have trouble changing teams if they don't accept that qualifying offer. You know, it definitely affects who will go after you. Certain certain organizations, you know, value draft picks. I mean, they all value the draft picks. Some value them more than others. I mean, I mentioned a Chris Bassett to LA and then you shot it down and said, well, he might get the qualifying offer. No, no, no I didn't shoot it down. All I said was one guy has the qualifying offer attached. The other guy does not. So, that's my point is it it does affect in varying degrees. That's why the Players Association was trying to get rid of it. And then we couldn't come to an agreement on an international draft. So here it is again. Right. Um, it, it affects. It affects teams, you know, all across the board, 100%. Um, I'll be, I'm more curious to see who accepts the qualifying offer. Because I think we're at a point now, once you finally f- sign a CBA and teams kind of have their finances in order and can project and stuff like that, if you're like, about to get a qualifying offer and a team is deciding uh, for or against it, I think you can go get way more money in the open market. Uh, but sometimes that big one-year payday is uh, appealing to somebody. And if you accept the qualifying offer, they can't do it to you again. You can never get it again. So, yeah, so if you are able to replicate the sort of season that you had when you have the qualifying offer attached to you, we'll see you next year. Nothing's attached. 
With that being said, there are two guys, in my opinion, that should seriously consider taking this qualifying offer. One of them is Martin Perez, who had a great year for the Rangers. What did he make? Three or four million a year ago? You're talking about making, you know, five or six times that? Go for it, bro. Last year was far and away his best season in the show. Other than that, he's been an average pitcher at best, I would say, throughout his career. I don't know if teams are going to take a multi-year flyer on a guy who, at age 32, just came off his best season far and away. I just I don't know if teams are going to be interested in doing that. So if the Rangers are going to add guys at the top of their rotation, whether that's a Jacob deGrom or somebody else, Perez slides in nicely as a number two or even better yet, a number three guy that you're paying $20 million to on one year. I think that's that's decent deal for him. The other guy I think should seriously consider it is Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson is now last year, his splits were the best of his career, meaning he didn't totally suck against left-handed pitching. He had a something like a 742 OPS against lefties, which is very doable, very doable. But for him throughout his career, it's like 620, a 620 career OPS against lefties. I don't know if I'm a team out there that wants Jock Peterson. I want a guy that I'm going to pay if I'm going to pay multi-years and let's say three years and $55 million to just to throw out a number. I want that guy playing every day. And I'm still not so sure that that's who that dude is. What do you think? Did he get the qualifying offer? He did. He did get it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult because, you know, it, it comes to a point when you've been playing for as long. He's been in the league for a long time. When you've been playing yeah. that long, like, you, you want some stability. Like, so the qualifying offer gives you one year, and then you can go back out into the in, – into, you know, free agency again, but I'm curious, you kind of have to weigh that. Okay. I can take less money, AAV, get more years somewhere, uh, or I can take this and then kind of do this whole thing again. I think he's happy where he is right now. So I, I agree. He might consider taking the qualifying offer, but at this point, man, I don't know. I think you just go for the years and the, and the total guaranteed money. Cause like you're saying, you don't know, you take this qualifying offer. And what if you have a down year, you come into that in the next free agency, and then you're kind of scrounging around for a job that's how quickly it happens except don't you agree that there's no way that jack will get a 20 million dollar a year contract no no you'll get less aav but you could you can right. have the extra years and stability no, that's kind of what that. i'm saying so what do you think would Your be total a good value. deal for him three for 38 or something somewhere around that somewhere around that we always okay. talk about teams that need that need that extra little thump, you know. Yeah, it's it's. I see what you're saying. If you know you're looking at the overall numbers, you see the platoon splits, you understand that you might not be getting the guy that was there in the second half of this season. You know, can be streaky, so you think about that. But I think about teams loving, you know, veteran hitters, guys that have been there and done that. Help help your team kind of figure out a way to break the mold and get to the postseason. He's one of those guys that has been labeled as that, and I think he could help. As great a year as he had, his war was 1.3 last season. I got a guy for him for defense. What? What? What do you mean? I can. I, I know a guy that can change your defensive war like that. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it later. What do you mean? Like by recalculating it or working with him? No, I know. I got a guy. Okay. Ask I don't know what Hap. that means. All right, here's the uh, reason I'm wearing the Padres hat. 
because they made a substantial signing yesterday. Robert Suarez inked a five-year, $46 million deal with the Padres. Remember, he pitched overseas for five years in Japan, came back here, had never pitched in the major leagues until last season, and became their most dependable setup man. People will say, oh, he's the guy that gave up the homer to Bryce. I get it, but he was awesome. However, when this news of a five-year deal worth almost $10 million a year came down, were you shocked? I don't think so. I think this is, you know, the Padres saying, we got a guy now that we can count on. It's that's not a ton of money. I understand you're a reliever and relievers are fickle and they kind of are up and down, but obviously they like what they see with this guy. When you watch him pitch, how could you not? I don't care about Bryce Harper taking it up top. That was a, a great swing on a good pitch. It really was. You know, this is Bryce Harper we're talking about. Like you said, he had been so lights out for them. I like the move. I like San Diego continuing to push to go all in. I mean, they now, I mean, look at the guys that have in the back of that bullpen. This is an area now they can kind of rely on. You have hate, you traded for Hater, you have him, uh, Luis Garcia. Now you have Suarez back there. I mean, like you have like a nice back end of the bullpen. Team teams are always trying to figure that out. They're just doing it with one of their guys who they're very comfortable with. So I dig it, man. And good for him for, for you know, taking a, a different path to the big leagues, if you will, because it's definitely worked out for him. Yeah, no, I, I'm happy for him. Um, I think part of the reason they're paying him as is as protection in case Hader does leave after this coming year, right? They're, I think they're hopeful that with his stuff that he could be the ninth inning guy. Now, we've seen plenty of guys who have been really good setup dudes be handed the reins for the ninth inning, and they can't handle it for whatever reason. Um, but th- this is essentially their protection, and so good for him. It's an amazing story. He went and discovered himself over in Japan. And for him to come over here and dominate the way he did, particularly in the seven, second half where he had an ERA under one and a half, great story. Awesome. Th- those are the type of stories that just make me feel good. That was nice. I don't know if, I don't know if it's uh, you or Jimmy that always says, like, how many teams around the league are comfortable with their ninth inning? You know, like, you have to think about that. So, yeah, to have two back-end options like that, I mean, it's intriguing yeah. to teams. I say that. I don't know if Jimmy does. He might. You might, but I definitely, I always say it, you know, it's like managers and closers. Those are the two things that people bitch about all the time. Yes. All the time. Uh, Before we get out of here, Tampa Bay has made a few interesting moves on Thursday. Um, As expected, they didn't pick up the team option on Kevin Kiermeyer. He said of a heartfelt goodbye on social media. And then G-Man Choi got traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um. The one thing I love about Choi, he's always smiling. He's always having a good time. But his stretches at first base are unlike anything I have ever seen. Could you do this? Watching that right now and just thinking about how my groin would tear. No, I can't. I'm not a flexible guy like that, uh, Chris. And it's 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 sad thinking about him not being there. He's a Yankee killer. Garrett Cole guy, right? G-Man Choi versus Garrett Cole. That's a great matchup. Uh, So I'm sure Cole's happy that he's leaving the division. Uh, To answer your question, no. But I want to say something about the Rays and these two guys, Kiermaier and Choi, leaving. I think this is going to be a little bit of an identity crisis for this team. KK was like the guy there that really like held that clubhouse together. And I've heard the same thing about Choi. So these are two big departures from there. Um, I know it's not the end all be all for a franchise to, you know, have a turnover in your clubhouse, but 
KK in particular is going to be um, a void that they're going to have to figure out a way to fill. Were you there when G-Man was there or no? No. Okay. So uh, Glass now and Willie Adamas, I had them together on a Rose rotation. And I asked them because I said, boy, G-Man Choice seems like so much fun to be around. They're like, he is great. And by the way, don't let him fool you. He speaks great English. He said the best job in baseball is G-Man Choice translator because that dude doesn't really have to work at all. He just gets to <laughs> chill. <and> hang. <laughs> I love it. I, I followed hilarious. I followed G Man on uh, on Instagram. He's pretty funny. Yeah, it seems like a great personality. Hopefully, uh, they'll enjoy him in Pittsburgh. Um, what do you got? Weekend plans? What, what are we doing here? We all good? Um, it's my daughter's birthday party tomorrow, so we have that kind yes. of a full day. My family's my brother's coming up. I, I love it, man. You know, holidays are here, so we're kind of getting ready for that. We're doing a friend's giving. I'm cooking a prime rib. So there's a lot of prep going on right now. I love that. I love that. What do you she, got? Isla turning five. She is. Great. Wish her a happy birthday. I will. Awesome. Uh latest episode of the Rose Rotations out with Miguel Rojas. Uh, the Chris Rose football show with CJ Uzama. We got another uh, episode that is out as well. Go give it a listen. He is he is excellent on uh, on all things NFL and outside of it as well. Uh, we are back at it again next week. You'll have to check our social media. Then we'll figure out exactly which day we're doing. It'll be either Monday or Tuesday, right in the beginning part of the week. Yeah, we need to figure out a schedule. If we're going two times a week, three times a week, whatever we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think next week is awards week, so we might we might actually do three times a week because okay. the awards, that stuff's pretty special. So maybe we'll see you Monday. We will certainly throw out the uh, bat signal there on social media. Uh, for producer Dan and Trevor Pluth, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today. Hey, everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.